Hello, everyone, and thank you, Dalek Irving. This is episode <laughs> 90 of Podcastica here on NOTLG.com. We are going to talk about Knock Knock, but before I do that, my name is John, and joining me, as always, is my good friend, Taylor. Taylor, how's it going? It's going really well, John. Um, nice warm weather back uh, here in Northern California, but it sounds like you had a really good time in Southern California this past weekend, and belated happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you, sir. Yes, I went down to, I guess, the original Magic Kingdom for three days in Disneyland and California Adventure. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was very, it was cool. It was near perfection, as I feel I put it on other social medias. It was a lot of fun, and apparently I have allergies now, so that's why I sound like this, and I have a cough. I didn't know you could get a cough from allergies. You absolutely can. It's uh, like probably a post-nasal drip. Oh, yeah. Kind of uh, going down in the throat and making it all scratchy. is what I have to deal with all the time whenever we record, so now it's, now it's apparently your now turn. Now it's my turn. That's what turning 34 apparently does to one. <laughs> now, I started getting allergies at 23, so I get it. I have a question. What do you take? Do you take well, anything? Um, I, I take, well, let's see, uh, Sudafed. Okay. That will help with any congestion. Um, if, I mean, there's different things you can take. You know, the easy over-the-counter stuff is like Zyrtec. Uh, that's at least a once a day. Okay, that sounds great. I will uh, I'll look well, into both the of those. Cast. Yeah, welcome to AllergyCast. Um, so, knock, knock. I mean, before we get into that. Yeah. We uh we have some who news and you have uh decided before we started recording that you will take over for for me as to save whatever this voice is that I have right now. Yeah. Save save it for the discussion of the episode. Let me ramble on for a little bit here uh with some who news folks. Apparently Eddie's Diner has been booked by the BBC for filming. Um now they haven't said what they're filming. I think they did say that it will be in early July. So this does at least suggest that Clara could indeed be back for the Christmas special. It's no guarantee, surely, but, you know, what was that diner up to the last time we saw it? Well, 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 would John Pingle be right again? Uh, possibly, because you've been right quite a lot. <laughs> I mean, that would be interesting. I yeah. um, I had said she might come back, but, I mean, we we would be doubling up on... Doctor Companions coming back randomly, though, I think. Yeah, I it's I don't know. It's really hard to say. Yeah, um, it's I mean, it technically they could be filming something completely not Doctor Who. I hope but they the are timing of it. <laughs> I hope they are, too. Um, but the timing of it, the the kind of I don't want to really call the uh, location iconic now, but it is kind of at least within recent Doctor Who. Right. Um you know, it, signs kind of point to that, but we shall see. We shall indeed. Yeah. Um, so everybody's talking about the vault, right? And um, we kind of just assumed that we wouldn't find out what's in there for a while. Um, but the folks at Den of Geek UK report that the latest Doctor Who magazine says that we will learn the contents of the vault in episode six, Extremists. It's written by Moffat, so it kind of makes sense that, yeah, you know, we'll learn something about it then. Yeah, I um, I mean, we will get to the vault the end of this episode, but 
yeah, it kind of seems like sooner than later, I guess. But I mean, like episode six is halfway through the season. It is. It's. I mean, we're at a third of the way through the season as it is right now. So yeah, two more episodes, and and we will find out who or what is in the vault, chilling and playing piano and eating Mexican food. Yes, we will. <laughs> um, and last bit of who news today: you can now go on a Skype adventure with the Doctor. Uh, there's now a Doctor Who bot on Skype that will allow you to solve puzzles and other stuff with the Doctor in. The Savior of Time. Echo effect. Um, if you use Skype, search for Doctor Who Bot and add it to your contacts. I feel like I should do that. I, I, I get tempted to, and then I'm like, what if it's just terrible? Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've seen you know, some just you know, chatter here and there from people who have given it a try, and it's, it's not all that bad. It's just, why are you doing it with a Skype bot? I mean, why not? Like, make a good Doctor Who video game. Agreed. All right. So this week, we reviewed Knock Knock. It stars Peter Capaldi as the Doctor, Pearl Mackie as Bill, Matt Lucas as Nardle, and David Shuset as the Landlord. Did I say that right? Uh, Shuset. Sue. Sue. Like Sashay. Like Sashay. Like Sashay. Sure, why not? But but Sushay. But Sushay. It was written by Mike Bartlett and directed by Bill Anderson. It first aired two days after my birthday, May 6th, 2017. And it is the fourth story of season 10. And Taylor, I'm going to stop talking again. (laughs) Yeah, because the more you do that, the more editing I'm going to have to do, Um, which is okay. You know how many times I listen to the episode and go, oh, my God, I coughed again. Oh, I sniffled. Oh, I got to cut that out. Oh, I got to cut that out. Yeah. I'm just going to make the outro all of your coughs, though. Oh, um, no, please don't. <laughs> so story notes. While the line was ultimately cut from the final version of the episode, Bill's friend Harry is the grandson of Harry Sullivan, who traveled with the fourth doctor and Sarah Jane. Oh, my God. Yes. That's awesome. That is very awesome. And I'm I'm. I'm kind of sad that it got cut because I guess it technically means it's not really canon now. Yeah. But, um, I just thought that that was a nice connection, and and we'll we'll talk about it. But but this Harry had some really good interaction. I mean, he easily could have been kind of uh, you know uh, next string companion material there. I thought. Oh, we will definitely get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's. Here's a fun fact. So the house, right, that they use in the episode, the one into which Bill and her friends move, is literally the same house that was used in the episode Blink. What? Really? Yes. The same filming location. It's not, it's not, it's not, oh, Western Drumlins is, you know, it's the same, literally the same, but it is the same filming location. And not only that, but apparently you can stay there. It's on Airbnb UK. Oh my goodness, that's frightening. I know. But apparently the inside of the house looks nothing like the sets from this week's episode. Just so you know. Very, very interesting. I That is... Neat, huh? That's great. Yeah. Um, oh, and lastly, here's a little fun fact that came to us courtesy of the BBC America Doctor Who Twitter account. Um, so David Suchet is most well known as 
playing um, uh, a character named Hercule Poirot, a Belgian detective made famous in a bunch of Agatha Christie novels. Um, and, and then subsequently a bunch of episodes of, you know, the, you know, the British show Mystery, which is where I knew him from. We would always watch Poirot when it came on PBS. Um, but strangely enough, and I feel like I've got to go back and I've got to find it now, Peter Capaldi actually appeared in an episode of Poirot in 1991 alongside David Suchet, who is now alongside Peter Capaldi in Doctor Who. Oh, that's really cool. That is really cool. Huh. Yeah. Look at that. Look at this lovely show we watch. <laughs> it is fantastic, isn't it? Now, Taylor, as always, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so I will once again let you take the reins. I'm, I'm particularly proud of this one this week. I don't know why. For Rent, vintage home and quiet neighborhood. Six bedrooms, five bathrooms, one tower. Don't ask about the tower. Lots of wood accents. No washer dryer. Has typical creaks and squeaks an old home would have. No, no really, they're typical. Asking a thousand a month plus utilities. Pest control not included. Ask for the creepy guy with the tuning fork. Oh, man, that is, that's perfect. Thank but is that, is that 1K in dollars or in pounds? I well, I left it as dollars just because we're in America. Uh, I don't. I want a thousand pounds. That'd be like fifteen hundred a month. I guess I don't know. That's it's still, it's still like probably a, cheap. Yeah, it's cheap by Bay Area standards. I'll say that much. Yeah. Lord. So, um, I watched this last night after I got home from uh, a long road back. Yeah. And I guess my first question is: This open felt very much like season one. Thank you. Let's talk about this, shall we? Because I spent uh, a lot of time Saturday night after seeing this for the first time um, as I'm like going to bed and falling asleep going, I, I really don't know what to think of this episode. And, and part of it, I, I got a second viewing in last night and I, I have to say it improved a lot by not having to stop and take notes. Um, while the episode is airing, that kind of helped. But yeah, suddenly this whole kind of like vibe that we've had from the first three episodes is really broken up here. And it is a totally different opening. It's a lot of who are these people? Where did they come from? How do they know Bill? I would I, I, I would like to quote the doctor from last episode. This was the show... Yeah. Trying to be all down with the kids there. Yes. It was so strange. I was. Yeah. It took me immediately out of the world I was in. Completely. And I, and I agree. And do you normally use like a real estate agent to look at places to rent? Uh, I don't. Or you just yeah. Craigslist. I thought that was strange. But I mean, I guess how do you portray that on? Well, I mean, it was a montage regardless. Oh, it completely was <laughs> set to a song that I absolutely did not recognize. I didn't even bother trying to find it. It no, I and I didn't either, obviously. But yes, this opening was very Russell T Davies. It was almost very off-putting too. Yeah, I, no, was I just, completely agree. Everything was bright, but then when you watch it, and I guess in your second viewing, you said when you weren't taking notes, it got a lot better because you go to the the brightness of this and then you go straight to spooky house. Yes. Cue the lightning. And it's, it changes the mood completely. It, it definitely does. And, and, um, uh, 
Yeah. It, see, we get we get some obvious cues that something's not quite right in this house. But Bill, after having gone on these adventures now, isn't cluing into it. And something about that just strikes me as not right. Oh, are you talking about like when things she she mentions? What does she say? The the puddle, the yeah. She mentions the Daleks, and then she says, yeah. "This is just a house." Right, and and just the fact that her friends are like, "Oh my god, this house is great! Look at this vibe. These rooms are so big. I'm gonna get my DJ equipment and play like orchestral music." Um, <laughs> and sorry, Pavel. Um, and she just kind of goes along with it. I don't know if that was like a peer pressure thing that they were trying to very, very subtly portray. That's kind of what it seemed like. And it also kind of seems like <sighs> she just needs a place to live. It, it could be. I mean, she doesn't really need wants. I would agree with. Right. It's not like it's not like her foster mom's kicking her out. True. Yeah. It's just like, I want to move out. OK, you want. That's fine. I get that. You don't need to move out. Um, but yeah, I really. And I'm just, I'll, I'll just say it now. Like, like the first maybe quarter to a third of the episode, I'm like, I'm not getting this. I'm not feeling this. Something's just not right here. And then it kind of clicks and it goes, all right, now we're getting scary. Now it's kind of feeling a bit more proper. And while there are still little, you know, bumps and gaps, right? It, it, it gels a lot better. I um I generally like overall I I really enjoyed this episode. I do agree. Mm -hmm. I do agree that uh it started out very strange, but I feel like as soon as we got spooky house and we kind of get into we we start getting all of the oh, I I'm like the murder movie genre shoutouts. Yes. I thought yes. that was very fun. Tropes kind of touched on, yes, and maybe that's what some of that was at the beginning, like when they they first have moved in, and um, it, it it almost seems, I'll be honest, Scream has destroyed the horror movie genre. I'll just say <laughs> that right once it got that level of meta, yeah, uh, it was just like it, it almost becomes so easy to spot it that even when you're watching something like this and they're kind of touching on these elements, you're like. Uh, okay, yes, so here's the part where it's going to be really scary, but then it's not the scary thing behind, oh, look, it's the doctor, you know, and he's yes. got a, a little heater. And, and But but we must we must recognize that this episode, we did get a hashtag scream into theme. That we did. <clears throat> we have to make that a thing, everybody, hashtag scream into theme. It was uh, more of like a record scratch into scream. It, sort of. It was sort of, yeah. Um, I have to say, the moving by TARDIS. Oh, I wish. Oh, I thought that was so great. That was fantastic. I love that bit. Um, and the, I th think she. This is the first mention of Time Lords. Oh, to Bill. Her, yes, yes. Big collared Time Lords, and oh boy, the look on his face when he mentions regeneration. Thank you. It was not just me who saw that. Yeah. I felt like I'm like, oh, oh, what he's, it's almost like he knows something. Yeah, but I feel like they do that with, with when they know they're, they're, they're leaving the show. Probably. I mean, 
I get it. I mean, maybe it's just a big foreshadowing nod to the audience. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'd like to see that have some sort of like payoff, like, you know, like he knows there's some grander thing at work in the background and he knows that it's a danger and it could mean a regeneration for him. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm overthinking this one (laughs) bit, but it was one of those things where like, it just got this little nod there. I was like, Oh, Oh, what's this? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree. It was, it was, it was very telling in that, in that moment. Um, we get, I'm just trying to think of what else, uh, happens here so we get the first death we don't know what happens uh with the record player and they go i love when they go upstairs and the record player's still playing Mm -hmm. i was like oh that is so creepy yeah and just that little loop yeah just a tiny and i'm surprised they didn't really notice that uh yeah i've honestly it's oh yeah he always he always kind of goes into his room for days trying to get in the zone nobody does that <laughs> and i'm sorry i'm like don't you need to come out and like pee yeah or something or eat i like eat yes that even if i didn't know the guy very well i'd be like you know what i'm just gonna check on him yeah that <laughs> but they don't do it <laughs> that Again, almost seemed like something bill would do it totally seems like something bill would do but the oh let's not check on him because this is something he normally does again Total horror movie trope. Yes. Tropes aplenty. <laughs> Tropes aplenty. That, that might be our alternate title. Because <laughs> the phrase that kept popping up throughout my, my notes, and then, of course, our friend Mike Solko, just completely unrelated, it mentions it on Facebook, suitably creepy. Suitably creepy. Actually, also, I just, now that you've mentioned Mike, I'd like to give a mid-show shout-out to the Time Scoop. Uh, yes. If you haven't listened to the the latest mini episode he put out, it's oh yes, it's very funny, and he put a lot of work into it. It's fantastic, folks. Got to go check it out. Yeah, so go check that out for sure. Just uh, it's on iTunes. Just search uh, Time Scoop Cast. Definitely, definitely. Rest in peace, Pete. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. You could, seriously, yep. guys, go listen to it. But. Uh, so the doctor, I love the you're the physically biggest. You should go. Yes, I yes, just love that whole thing. Small. And yeah. and uh, Bill's just like, eh, fine, I'll go. And we find out the doctor's in the closet, and he's just running around being the doctor. Is this? Oh no! And then we get the uh, the the landlord. He does. He shows up because the doctor is. Uh, I mean, they, they, they find the doctor there and he's like, this place has no washer dryer. This place has no heat to these, they, <laughs> these outlets can't handle your devices. Yeah. You know? Um, oh, and, and obviously there's no cell signal. Yes. Uh, very strange. Interestingly enough, horror trope. Um, but yeah. And then, and then the landlord shows up and as I have in my notes, David Suchet is suitably creepy. Oh yeah. He was super creepy with this he, tuning fork. Yes, I, he really, I think, played this role so well. Oh, and, I agree. It, it, we'll we'll talk about you know the the twist and stuff that we get later, and but even how he plays that, I it's probably the closest I've been moved, uh, you know, to like almost legitimate tears watching something uh, in in quite some time. It was really good. Yeah, it was. I mean, we we will get to that for sure. Yeah, we get. <laughs> Uh, a Harriet Jones shout out. 
Yes. Who's the prime minister? I thought that was Dr. amazing. Yes. And yes, we know. I and I I almost wonder. I think he was he was thinking that he was an alien at this point. Probably, yeah. I mean, I feel like we're getting that a lot this season so far. You know, um, not just uh, the doctor going, oh, it must be something alien. Um, yeah. And then it, it it's not or it's not quite. But then a lot of, you know, oh, here's 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 our big bad. And oh, it's just misunderstood. Y- yes, very misunderstood. Um and uh, I, I guess I, I, I have this pretty late in my notes, but I, I just would want to put it up. I want to bring this up now. This is a pretty morbid episode, isn't it? Um, you know, on the whole, yes. Um, I, I think with we, I think with the ending, we get not entirely. not as much. No. Um, which but, I mean, the, the way the way in which people are brought back is that's some wibbly wobbly. Yeah, close and all too, because it's like, wait, but how okay. does that work? There, there are some things in this episode that, if you want to really just sit back and enjoy it, you just have to know not to question. Yeah, um, but at the same time, you know, you you get that effect of like, oh, here are these bugs, and to have bugs all over you like that, I'm I'm physically having a reaction as I say that <laughs> right now. That that part creeped me out. It's just like, oh god, no, no. Oh yeah, it um, was, yeah. Ugh, but, I mean, I gotta give the doctor points to try for, for trying to show that, hey, look, something is up here. And, um, you know, I guess I gotta take points away from Bill for being like, nah, brah, it's just a house. Um, it's not. How obvious can we make that, Bill? You should know this. Yeah, you would. You would think. Four episodes yeah. in, you've seen a lot. You should know to question everything, right? Um, and you know what? Speaking of second watchings, I'm just going to point this out. I were starting to get Amber and Kobe caught up on the episodes that they missed. We rewatched Smile last night, and I got to say that that plays better a second time. Oh, okay, good. Doesn't play great. It plays better, but. For what it's worth, yeah, a second viewing. You know what did need to die in this episode, though? Hmm. Shireen's fringe sweater. Oh, jeez. I'm just going to make a fashion <laughs> call right there. That sweater needed to just die. And that not was a whole back. thing. That was just, yeah. Who wears that kind of stuff? she going to Coachella or something? Shireen, I guess, wears it. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Surprised the bugs ate it, honestly. So... That's she gets devoured, but the sweater's still laying. It's so. still there. They're like, we won't even touch like, this. Mm, no, no. We get a Spotify shout out, which I was very excited yes. about. Spotify, a great service that everyone should use. <laughs> and then I got to make a, um, people just start dying left and right is what starts happening. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, Paul is being the, the cocky Scottish uh, guy and well, he gets it. And then quite Honestly, like the the house just goes nuts. Oh yeah, the knocking was insane. The knocking everywhere. Now, now I'm a guy. I like watching, you know, ghost adventures and shows like that. You know, I've I've heard knocks. I've 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 you know heard footsteps. Not you know firsthand experience, sadly, but you know watching these shows and it's like, yeah, if 
I heard just like one. I would probably bolt. I'll be honest. Yeah. You know, when you've got a whole hallway just going mad with knocks and the shutters shutting themselves, I would probably shut myself. I mean, uh, well, yeah, same thing. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? I did. I did indeed. Uh, But, oh, God, yeah. And then, um, oh, God, I don't remember the character's name, but she, she, she has a, I mean, like I bought that she was like, I can't be. Yeah, I have to leave. I have to get out. And she has a legitimate panic attack. Oh, yeah. The tree eats her. And I'm like, oh, God, the trees are eating people, too. Yes, the tree eats her. And Bill and it's Cherie, yes? Uh, I think it's Shireen. Shireen. And at the end of it. They go upstairs. I said if I'm totally wrong, I apologize, but. They go upstairs and they find the, who is the first person to go? Pavel. Yeah, they find him in the wall. Yeah, and that like, was experimented into the wall. Oh, that's uh, what a reference you just made. I know. I I would like to think that at least one, maybe two listeners will get that. And if you do get a big Philadelphia experiment reference, uh, when you look at that scene, thank you. Project Shout out of Twitter. Project Rainbow, right? Uh, Project Rainbow and the the Montauk experiment. If I remember right. <laughs> Excellent. Go I look that up. <laughs> yeah stuff they don't want you to know exactly (laughs) that i mean the i don't know if that was special effects or makeup or a combination of both but that dude Uh, looks amazing they actually uh bbc actually put out a little video um uh most of it was practical oh perfect Um, i mean obviously when he gets sucked into the wall that's cg but yeah yeah right that's all cg but the rest of it yeah they showed this thing where the actor had like i mean it almost looked like a you know uh dolly salvador dolly did like the melty stuff who did the angular stuff picasso yes Uh, because i know my art i can draw (laughs) um he had this kind of pablo picasso-esque like beard of wood um yeah you know, very angular and and all that where he kind of like fit into the wall uh to to do his bit with that and yeah it was that was kind of a neat little behind the scenes thing that they showed cool we should put that in the uh in the story notes if it is uh i i'll see i'll see about notes. finding it again yeah and he gets sucked into the wall and yeah. this is kind of where we find out what's happening yeah, we start to and and oh think, well, actually, I think at the same time though, we've got Harry and the Doctor running around together. Yes, do we want to talk about that? Yes, but before we do, now you got you you watched this on BBC America same way I did, or did you have your nope. special? I had my special way. Oh, lucky you! Well, share that with me when you can. Will um, will do. What you, well, I got stuck with commercials, and all I have to say is I really kind of want this baby back rib burger at Carl's Jr. now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was, that was a thing. Well, that's apparently a thing, and they've showed, they've showed the commercial like three or four times. Thank you, BBC America, and now I'm really kind of craving one. Hey, we should get lunch this week. Um, oh, yeah, we should. We should. But we'll talk about that later. Yes. <laughs> We'll find a Carl somewhere. Yeah, I would. I would be down. Right. <laughs> so, I can get you your birthday present. Oh, oh, that's right. Oh my goodness. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, anyway, anyway, okay. So Harry and the Doctor. Yes, um, but I mean, before we get to Harry and the Doctor, the landlord shows up in that room to watch that dude get eaten by the wall. Oh yes, yes, yes. He pulls the the needle off the record. Yes, and then he does a little tuning fork thing. <sighs> and I like that Bill. <laughs> she's like Indiana Jones. Come on, by the oh, by the yeah, case. They run off trying to pull a book out that'll pull the case down. Oh, because we didn't we didn't mention no one goes in the tower. I loved right. that because it's Tower's such awesome. a turn. Oh, and he yeah he snapped no at yeah. Harry when he says no. It's like whoa okay. okay yeah and the music cue on that was great too. Yes, totally. Anyway, so he comes in there and he's like, "Yep, the woods eating everybody. It's great. Now it's gonna eat you guys. Yep, and, gotta pay your dues. <clears throat> gotta pay your dues. Yes." Can I can I just say, folks, if you're going to rent a place, look at the fine print. It's probably in there somewhere. That's my first note. Oh, it's like, first. what what is happening? Read what you're signing. Seriously. Come on, people. So they end up Indiana Jonesing their way into the tower that is off limits. Yes. And now let us talk about uh, the doctor and Harry, who is uh, Colin okay. Ryan. Yes. I absolutely loved Harry. I thought he was... He was smart. He was helpful. Um, mm-hmm. I th- just like the overall vibe of him and the doctor. It almost felt like it almost felt like um, Jamie and the second doctor a little bit. Really? Okay. Because I always found Jamie to be helpful and yeah. knowledgeable and questioning things. Okay. Um, yeah, and I mean, we didn't get to spend a lot of time with Harry, and I thought we were going to get to spend even less time with him. <laughs> um that was horrifying. Yeah, boy that 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 first time where one of the bugs comes out of the wall. Oh yeah, the, and the doctor is actually kind of fascinated by it and they said, "No, no, don't let it get away." And then I think you almost hear it before you see it. Yes. And they're just everywhere they're and again, everywhere. you know, I'm I'm having just this physical reaction recalling the scene. It's just like, "Oh god, no, 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 no." <laughs> um and I, the doctor calls them dryads. Yes. Which is, um, it's like Greek mythology. It's a nymph. Oh, okay. A nymph inhabiting a forest or a tree, especially an oak tree. There you go. So, so they, basically a wood nymph. Yes, basically. And Harry gets eaten. Oh, Bar- but not before, not before they get downstairs and discover that apparently... For no explanation given every 20 years. Oh, oh, they find, yes. Six, what? I don't want to say young adults because it makes it sound like tween. They're college students. Six college students have to be consumed by the house. Yes. There are pictures we don't know and all why that stuff. And we have no, every 20 years. Yeah. But. Nobody knows. And then the, um, the, I keep wanting to call him the caretaker. Nah, that's a different episode. The landlord. The landlord finds them, and he does the tuning fork thing, and uh, Harry is no more. Very <laughs> violent. And, the, st- and the, step, the step traps him. Yes. Ugh. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And yeah. we join Bill in there in the tower, and I don't know if at this point the doctors figured it out. I don't think the evil... The evil landlord has uh, unleashed his diabolical plan. 
No, not entirely, but but we would be remiss if we didn't mention that earlier in the episode, the landlord does mention that he has a daughter. Yes. Yes, so we, he does. we've at least got that little bit of backstory established. Yeah, he mentions that he has a a daughter, and I feel like the doctor has a weird reaction to that. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so Bill is hanging out in this tower, and we the uh, who she's with Cherie. Yeah, she's with Shireen. Shireen, and they go into this, and I loved Shireen's. Actually, I loved all the supporting characters in this. I thought they all did a great job. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very, like, every character got their little moment, and it was good stuff. But uh, Shireen, w- with the reveal of the daughter, who yes. is completely made of wood. Yeah, Liza. Liza, and I loved, I thought they did a great makeup job on her. Oh, visually, it was amazing. I I can't wait for someone to be like, you know what? I'm going to cosplay that. Yes, that would be very interesting. Just visually looked very interesting and also creepy. Yes. Not that she was trying to be, but still. No, not at all. And, and you know, we, we get this almost kind of innocent vibe off her. So it, it, it fits with this idea of like, oh, 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 that that's obviously... The daughter. Yeah, that's and the daughter. You're buying the story that that is the familial relationship. Yes, that's there. And then I think the doctor and the landlord come into the room. Oh no 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 no! Shireen no, not, gets not eaten. Yes, God, the bug, not just the one that crawls out of her mouth. Oh yes, oh, oh, but the one that comes into the room and Shireen just is like, oh, stomp it, no. She stomps it, and then it goes through her foot. Oh, God. Which I was wondering why she didn't have more of a reaction to a bug crawling through her foot. Mm, Like, because she stepped on it, and then it came up through her shoe. Yeah, yeah, and then she gets eaten for sure. (laughs) And Bill is just like, well, this is my life now. Death, Death surrounds me. Pretty much. Pretty much. And then, obviously, the doctor and the landlord come in. Um, now I'm in the right spot. Yes, and then we we eventually, all together, figure out what's going on here. That it it doesn't make sense if he's owned this house for so odd years. How would this be his daughter? Right. And, and it's been seven years, and he's not wood. Yes. So it, I love, we, we finally get some of that, what I will now call classic Bill Doctor. <laughs> yes uh which i was happy to see yeah bill just killing it at this point yeah um i mean it took a little while but that's fine i'm okay with it really i mean at this point i, I spent probably a day and a half trying to reconcile this episode in my head <laughs> and i'm like okay i'm at peace with it now um and we find out that he is not <laughs> landlord you are not the father <laughs> Oh, I, I, I had did you, to. Did you really just Mari Povich? I, I had to. In he my notes, to. I was like, oh my goodness. He's actually uh, uh, uh. the son uh, of Eliza. <gasps> no, no, no. Shocking. Sorry, sorry. The Mari Povich audience. <laughs> very. Sh- the turn, I actually enjoyed it. I was like, ooh, that's very interesting. I did too. I, I enjoyed that twist. I mean, I even like that, like the initial flashback. Yes. Purposely misled us. Yes. I liked that too. And then it was like, no, here's here's the actual flashback you were looking for. Yes, <laughs> like, now oh, here's what really happened. Yeah. 
Um, and and all of a sudden, I mean, David Suchet goes from, you know, kind oh, he, of, he turns into a little kid. <laughs> he, no, he completely does. Yes, and, and that and that is what is so masterful um, about his performance. And this is the point where I'm like, oh, crying Poirot, and suddenly I'm invested in the story. It was like, ah, uh, you know, I I'm I'm a parent. I I have, you know. Kids, I mean, literally, I mean, I make no joke about this. My my son has been like, you know, he's like, oh, no, I don't want to get married. I want to live with you guys forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw this, you know, I was like, oh, God, um, hopefully. Don't sick you know, the wood nymphs on me. Yeah, well, of course, I'm I'm recording in the room that has like wood paneling all on one wall. Oh, Got a little old school homes. And I'm like, I don't like the future <laughs> anymore. Um, but yes, he he goes from you know, hardened, you know, this has to be done to just, I mean, it's like his whole, not just his whole self, it's like his whole aura, like, melts, and he's just like six years old. Yeah. And he's, he's you know, obviously, you know, old, and he's an adult and everything, but you can see this kind of like arrested development, six, not the show arrested him, like, like literally his development is arrested at that age. Yes. A child come through and it, I mean, it hits you. It yeah. really legitimately hits you. It hit Bill too. You could tell. Mm, absolutely. <coughs> and I, I didn't think, Oh, the, <laughs> the doctor doesn't have a plan. Bill's like, so <laughs> what's the plan now? Cause the bugs come out and they're like, surrounding them. And he says, I didn't have a plan. It was info dump. And then busk. And that was it. Yeah. And it's like, uh oh. Um, where did these random fireworks come from? Uh see, and that that kind of threw me as well because very early on when Paul is helping Bill move some boxes into her room. Oh, okay. He mentions this little like, Oh hey, there's this thing going on down the street at the park this evening. You wanna go? Yes. Okay. Um but it's such a small comment, it's such a throwaway comment that by the time you get here and it's like, look at the outside world. Kablam! Yes. Where the F did these come from? I don't remember. Oh, it's the thing. Oh, that's right. I was so confused. I it, I was thrown off as well because it was such a tiny mention earlier on. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, why didn't we hear those fireworks before that moment? Yeah. Um, but it's also worth noting that that we've got this very kind of dysfunctional relationship between Eliza and the landlord, because not only do we have, you know, uh, the landlord who's kind of reverted back to childhood. We, we have this parent who has basically forgotten how to parent. Um, and obviously part of that I know is the amount of time the effect of the dryads and everything. But, you know, the doctor's like, hey, you're the parent. You take charge. Um, and, you know, is that a comment on modern parenting? Who knows? I don't know. But <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, I'm seeing like this kind of dysfunctional thing. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're the mom. You can control them. And she looks down at the, the, the bugs and they start moving around. So, yeah, no, no, no. I'm in control. Here's what we're going to do. We both gonna get eaten by bugs. Oh, and that—I mean—that is just uh, again. You know, I think coming at it from being a parent—that's heart wrenching. Yeah, it's time to go. You know? Oh, that's just—that's heavy. 
That was that's why I said this is a pretty morbid episode, right? It yes, heavy, suitably creepy, and tropes aplenty. Definitely. Um, and then we get a um, well, I mean, everybody that was just got murdered lives, Rose, just this once. <laughs> just just the immediate yeah, we, people. We don't get the folks from 1997 or 1977 or presumably 1957. That would be amazing. That that would have been amazing. And now, it, I understand the 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 sudden chaos of like, hey, here's 12 more characters. Here's, you know, 18 more characters just suddenly thrown into the mix. I mean, and they all it would it would have been funny. They all leave the house and and the doctors takes bill but he's like right everyone from this year catch all of these other people up and then just leaves oh that would have been funny now <laughs> it, it it also would have made sense had the doctor been like okay you lot from 97 come with me and takes them back to 97 and 77 back this oh that would have been cool too and kind of restoring the timeline that yeah. would have been really cool to see um but no, <laughs> the bugs destroy the house and presumably all of Bill's pictures of her mom, I guess. Oh, geez. And, right? Right? Yeah. I mean, maybe she didn't have all of them with her, but you'd think she would. Oh, man. Yeah. And then the doctor, in, in the most abrupt way possible, is like, well, time to find another house, guys. I'm out. Yeah, and just leaves. And strolls off. And I'm like, dude, what dick move is that? All right, and then then we get to um, Nardole sitting at the door. Yep, our obligatory vault scene. And our friend inside. Yeah. Which is uh, very interesting. Did the first Doctor play piano? Not to my knowledge, but I haven't seen a, you know every single okay. first Doctor story after. All right. So now I I swear I please someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I swear. In one of the trailers for this season, there is Missy lying on top of a piano. Not like uh, a grand piano, like one of the stand-up pianos. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. And I will, I will busk while you look. Dun, I dun. can't honestly tell. Okay. But I did, fans, I, there is a fans are convinced they know who's in the vault, so. Well, yes, but fans have been saying crap about who's in the vault since episode one, so... Someone's probably right. Are they all right? No. So people are saying it is a piano. She's on the vault. So people are saying it's it's her. Um, if, which, I mean... You, but go ahead. Let me punch a hole in this then. Well, obviously, the vault can open. <laughs> We've seen that now. Yeah, and he has opened it and gone inside. Yes. And there, well, he put the piano in there. Yes. There's nothing to say that Missy doesn't make her way inside. Doesn't mean that Missy is the one. Yes. So let's fandom. Let's take a breath. <laughs> it may not be Missy in there. It probably isn't a Cyberman. I don't think they're very good piano players. Right. I could be wrong. Prove me wrong, Cyberman. Please. So w things we find out, he put a piano in there so he can also go in there. So it wasn't that I just I now I'm confused about why they're always sitting guard of it, but they look like they're trying to open it. Yeah, I. I was a little confused by that, too. Yeah. And right now I'm chalking it up to, well, it's Doctor Who. I'm not going to get all the answers right this second. Fair enough. I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, and whoever is in there enjoys um, Mexican food and dead children. So I... The signs do kind of point to Missy. 
Yeah, they do. Um, so I'm I I don't know. I know. Hey, two more episodes. We'll know. Yeah, and I guess the greater mystery is if it is Missy, why is she in this vault? Why is he standing guard of her? Right. And and what kind of Mexican food is her favorite? Is she a burrito girl? Does she like enchiladas? Right. Sopapillas? Is Sopas. it was Mexican food thing purposely put there because it aired in America the day after Cinco de Mayo? I don't know. No, we'll never know, I guess. All mysteries. So overall, did you uh did you like this episode? I, I rather enjoyed it. I, I, I did. Um like I said, I struggled with it at first. It just it felt so <laughs> off from the first three episodes, even though Smile didn't exactly play fantastic either. It just seemed like such a jarring change that I'm like, well, I really want to like it, but there's parts of it that I didn't like. And for whatever reason this weekend, I had issues reconciling that. But having, like I said, having seen it a second time, <clears throat> having watched it through just to watch it, um, it, it does play a lot better. And like I said, you know, the first quarter, the first third is a little rough. And then I feel like it kind of gels um, and, and runs a lot more efficiently and really kind of kept my attention and, and, uh, kind of played things right. And it sounds like, uh, like literally this was, uh, like the initial viewing figures, uh, in England for this episode have been the highest so far this season. Oh, that's good. Um, I don't know if that was just the, uh, kind of push that the BBC did being like, Hey, we're doing a special audio thing with this. So check it out. Um, uh, because they've got like the, the, the multi-channel stereo thing where actually will sound like the bugs are like running behind you. Like if you've got like a surround sound system, um, kind of thing. So I don't know if people tuned in specifically just to be like, Hey, I wonder what this is like. I wonder, you know, will is this, you know, proper scary behind the couch watching? Yeah, I don't know that I'd say it was behind the couch watching. Um, you know, it definitely had some some decent scares to it. Um, but I did, I, I I did enjoy it. I did really like it. It just took a little bit for me to kind of get on board with it. I yeah, I completely uh, understand that point of view from it. I I'm trying to think of where I would rank it in the in the first three or the first four. I'm sorry. I think it was a strong episode. I do too. I would, if I had to rank the first four episodes, just because, you know, we're at this point and we might as well do it. Um, I would probably, uh, I would probably go pilot, thin ice, knock, knock, smile. Yeah, that's the exact order I would go in. But I would probably put pilot and thin ice like really close together. I loved last week a lot. Yeah, last week was very, very good, but I think that's the uh, the correct order. Not to say that Smile was bad. No, but of the four so far, the three other than Smile were better. Yes. Spin! And Smile is still better than uh, Sleep No More. So, that's right. So there you go. Love and Monsters. <laughs> or Fear Her, or, you know. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, all right. For another time. Yes. And speaking of another time, next time, thank you, uh, we will be watching Oxygen, uh, starring all of our favorites, and Nardole, who is, I I would assume, is also favorite. I like him. Yes, I I do too. I I just made you laugh so much with the notes last time, so I leave that in there. 
Uh, and it was written by uh, Jamie Matheson and directed by Charles Palmer. Uh, the preview for this looks extra creepy and ends with, um, you know, a dead companion. <laughs> a seemingly dead companion. She... It certainly looks life-threatening. Yes, it does. So I'm I'm interested to see how she will deal with that. Yeah, right. So uh, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search The Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Apex Buddha. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Uh, also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. If you subscribe to us on SoundCloud, you get this show. You get Girls Interrupting. You get all the stuff right there. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash The N-O-T-L-G. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Podcastica shirts. And just go over to notlg.com in general. You can find all of the other Night of the Living Geek production podcasts there. Um, huge shout out to the Y-Axes. They do our music. Check them out on Twitter at the Y-Axes. Uh, like their Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. Uh, check out the yaxes.bandcamp.com and they're also on Spotify. Go support them because they give us uh, music to use for podcasts for free, and they're awesome people. Totally. So join us again next week as we review Oxygen, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Uh, oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> It was written, works for me. It was written by Mark. Oh nope, that's not right. It was written. Good God. <laughs> <laughs>